Welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we are watching one new DVD from our mother's giant collection. I am your co-host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And which Halloween DVD did we pick last week to watch this week? Which spooky movie did we watch? Yeah, uh, I know it's not <laughs> Halloween. We'll get to that. But what movie did we watch? Uh, Coraline. We watched Coraline. Okay, it's not Halloween. No, it's not at all. How? Did you, did you think it was? I did. Oh, no, it's not. It's just creepy. It's creepy. But like, and don't spooky. get me wrong. Gave me perfect fall vibes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dark, it's dreary, it's rainy, it's cold. It's thriller-ish. It's got some spooks. It's got a spider. It's got fall leaves. Black cat. With uh, tulips eventually growing at fall time, so I don't know. Or not fall time, springtime. But yeah, I was uh, thinking about this and I was like, um, okay. Bit of a bust on uh, picking a Halloween-centric Oh, film. I thought you just picked it because it's spooky. Not because I knew I could have warned you it's not Halloween-themed. I mean, like, it's got a full moon on it. It's It screams Halloween to me. Okay. And the, you're right, the black cat. And the creepy house. And the and the hand and the, the moon? Yeah. like The claw hand? Yeah. And, like, we don't own The Nightmare Before Christmas either, so we're not going to watch that. Do we own it on VHS? We do own it on VHS, yeah. So... My other thing is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that a Christmas movie or is that a Halloween movie? Or is that I'm very confused. Let's just watch it in the middle of November and call it a Thanksgiving for Americans. What do you like? People like do watch it. I think at both holidays because there's Christmas music in it. Yeah, and there's a song that goes, this is Halloween. This is Halloween. Yeah, I know. Um, Again, we're not watching it, so it doesn't matter where you slate it. What would you, where would you watch it? I want to say Christmas. I know. That's how I'm feeling. I would probably watch it like last week of November. Cause it's not like an official Christmas yeah. movie, but like, let's get in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. 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 Anyways, there are only so many Halloween films. So the list is kind of small to pick from and you don't own a lot of scary movies. I only put one scary movie on the list. The other thing, like when I was doing this, I think I was like researching like Halloween movies and going through our list. I, again, don't think it was to do with like, I I think it really was just in my head of like, oh, this is Halloween and slate on there. I then was thinking there's possibly two more that I could slate into Halloween, depending on how you're feeling. So the first suggestion that possibly could get added to the Halloween list is Scooby-Doo 2. We don't own one. No. We've gone over this We've before. We've gone over this before. <sighs> oh, I don't care where it goes. Okay. You can put it in Halloween if you want. I can't really remember much of 2 except that it's like filmed at Britannia Mines and they're in a mine and like there's a... a creepy guy but like i was thinking you know like it's probably not halloween vibes but it's fall vibes and lots of people dress up as the scooby-doo gang for halloween mm -hmm. so like that's one suggestion if i if i get like desperate i might later on yeah sure throw that in there the other one was and i'm i'm having a hard time deciding whether or not i put it into halloween 
or if I just keep it on the list as it is. Because the odds are better and in its favor if I put it on the Halloween list only for the one drawing. But then it has better odds every week because we're watching regular films every week. Yeah. Clue. Yeah, and how are we going to watch that one? Why? Because it gives you a different ending each no, time. No, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't? It okay, good. It shows you all three endings. If you just keep watching? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chill. Yeah, you can put that one. It's spooky enough. I know. This is where it gets difficult because we don't have scary movies. But then I'm like, that's fall-ish. Yeah. Okay, I might slate it onto the Halloween list, add to it. So now we're back up to 13. <laughs> there we go. I uh, I watched The Haunted Mansion. Oh, the new live action one? Not that great. She's shaking her head. No, with Eddie Murphy. The one that's on our list. Yep. Oh, we own that one? Yep. I was, uh, I was taking a chance there. Um, as a friend wanted to watch it. She has a Halloween list of movies that she wanted to, to watch. So I've watched that one recently. Uh, this past week. Yay, me. Um, Can't wait to get it till next year, hey? <laughs> that's that's Murphy's Law. Honey, uh, um, Murphy's Law. Um, <laughs> I It was so weird to watch because it's a film that I've seen once in the movie theater as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then never again. Yeah. But it was like watching an entire new movie for the first time. Yeah. Which you won't get to experience the next time. But that's okay. I was falling asleep near the end. So I'll get to relive the last 20 minutes and be awake. Yeah. I don't really remember much of that film except for the fact that Eddie Murphy's in it. He has two daughters. Uh, One daughter. One daughter, one son. One son. And they move into the haunted mansion basically. No. No? No. Okay, but then I don't remember it. Yeah. There's statues in the garden. There is. I don't remember the... the, I didn't remember them going outside at all. I was like, oh, I thought they were stuck in the mansion the entire time. (laughs) No, there's... uh, Yeah, statues in the garden. Garden? The garden. Uh, But yeah, we'll move back to Coraline because that is this week's movie. Uh, You had seen it before? Once? Twice? I've seen it once and then... Uh, pieces of it. Do you know why you saw pieces of um, it? I was over at a friend's house. They had younger siblings. There it was playing. Gotcha. I have only seen this movie once. It was begrudgingly. I wanted absolutely nothing to do with this film. I had never wanted to see this film. I had such hatred towards Dakota Fanning. I have no reason to hate her. She's fine. I don't know why pent-up little me was like, I don't like her. It doesn't matter. Anyways, I just, I found out that she was at voice acting for this and I was like, oh, how dare she work? Like, honestly, it doesn't matter. I watched this movie because this was at the time where I decided that I'm going to watch all of the movies way back when. So I think it's been over 10 years since I've seen this film. And as I was describing last week, it was poor, horrible. You got to see? I got to see. I think I got to... I got to D, to be honest. Keep in mind. The collection was significantly. No, because I was only watching the kids' side. So it was even smaller. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I think I got to about 18 or 19 movies, to be honest. I did pretty good, considering it was like You printed out a spreadsheet, you put them in. Yeah, disappointed I don't have that data anymore. You know what? That binder might exist in uh somewhere at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We may find one day. I know that what the binder looks like too. It was like an old plastic one that has like the um the the filmy stuff on the outside of it. Did I swear it's green for some reason? No, it was either baby blue or baby pink, and it um had Velcro, and you like flip. Oh, oh, okay. I actually know which one of those that you look and like. And it has I like a little ridgy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the binder that it was in, but I think it was blue to be honest. The baby blue. Yeah, so this movie came out February 6, 2009. Yep, super Halloween time, February 6. <laughs> that should have been my like first clue when I was trying to figure out the list, honestly. No, it's not a bad pick. It's not. I like it suited the time of year. I will say that. So its budget was $60 million and it grossed worldwide $131 million. I can't believe this budget for this film is $60 million considering how many sets were made for this film and how much animation, stop animation was claymation? used for this. Like, claymation, yeah. So cool. So crazy. Over 130 sets were built across 52 different stages. I believe the number is 183,000 square feet was what they had used. Did you watch any of the bonus stuff? I didn't. I didn't get a chance to. I struggled watching the entire movie again, so it was it was struggle bus city. I watched it over two days, unfortunately. There were a lot of advertisements for this movie. Not this for this movie, on the movie. Uh, the previews, there was tons. Uh, nine was one. Do you remember nine? Okay, we own that one, by the way, so don't watch it. I saw it in the past four years. Oh, interesting. I've seen it in the past four years. Uh, Bionicle, The Legend Reborn. I have absolutely no idea what that one is. So, yeah, that was there. Curious George 2, Follow That Monkey. I forgot Curious George existed. I literally was like, I recognize those words, but I couldn't put an image to them. That took too long, but I know what you're talking about now. I legitimately forgot Curious George was a thing. We didn't really grow up reading those books. We were too old for the TV show. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm, I don't I'm thinking know about the, books. about the books. Arthur Arthur books were more, well, me and then Clifford. Arthur is such a good TV show. I'm so disappointed it's not anywhere. I think part of it's on Prime, but it's not. It's like the older seasons, and I'm like, I don't know these ones, so like, it's not yeah. what I want. My favorite episode of Arthur is the library card yep. one where he has like the sweats. Oh, I love that one. It's scary, but I love that one. Also, Halloween, my favorite Magic School Bus one is the Halloween one where they go into the mansion. It's with all the little music in- instruments. The sound, how sound travels. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, so then a full-on advertisement for Blu-ray HD, where it's 2009. What else do you expect? Duplicity, which is with Emma Roberts, Julia Roberts. It's with Julia Roberts and a guy. Can't remember his name. And then finally, we're winding down. And I could not... You know when the trailer is just so cringe? And you're thinking, oh, these poor actors and actresses. 
this is uh, just you probably wish this project never saw the light of day mm-hmm. and it's so cheesy and corny and they sign up because like they need a paycheck and they hope that it it all works out in the end but it was bring it on fight to the finish which i believe is the third one in the franchise i think i've seen it yeah i know i've seen the second one yeah because i was thinking i thought you had seen it because your friend was in cheer Cheer. and she loved them and i remember watching them at her house yeah i remember you guys doing like a marathon weekend so i'm pretty sure i've seen all of them depending (laughs) on how what years they came out yeah um I think I've seen it. Yeah. It just bring it on was fantastic and it kind of needed to be left alone. Like the, such a good movie. <laughs> I think like there's nothing wrong with the cheer franchise and creating movies, but I think the bring it on association is where I'm like, no, you should have actually Leave just it left it. Yeah. You should have just called it fight to the finish. It's about cheerleaders. Like that's literally what it's all about, but don't bring, bring it on into the franchise. And that was my advertisements, previews for the film. The other exciting thing about the DVD that mom bought us was it also includes the 3D version. And it does have four pairs of glasses. I was going to call them x-ray glasses. They're not x-ray. The 3D uh, red and blue filmed. Oh, we're getting an unboxing. Yeah, red and blue. And they're purple. And they say Coraline on them. Yeah, they don't work very well. Well, we used to have like really fancy hard ones. I didn't watch this movie in 3D. I didn't want to watch this well, movie. Well, this 3D, 3D technology is different than the 3D technology that we see in a movie theater. Yeah, that's true. But this is the very first and I think only clay animation 3D movie. I wonder how long you have to wear those for before it fucks with the colors that you see. I don't know. I can try that out. Um, over it's really bugging me (laughs) over the summer we had a theme day and a few of the staff were wearing pink sunglasses the shades of them were pink tilted tinted tinted um and they took them off and they for like the rest of the day couldn't see fully in correct color (laughs) it like messed up like blues and greens for them wow I yeah. believe that. Yeah. And definitely it actually. That. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all I really had for the movie itself and whatnot. There were a lot of facts, but I think like there was just like too much detailed facts where I was like, this is cool. But like, unless you personally have watched the film, I don't really see the relevancy to them. Like, it's just like a, a nice to know, not really supporting anything else that we would be discussing. Yeah. Okay. With a kids movie we've learned that they jam pack a lot of things into kids movies to keep kids really entertained and as i was writing out the story of this film i was like is this relevant or not and i was like wow this detail was actually quite relevant oh wow this detail was also quite relevant and i'm thinking how long is the wikipedia page because sometimes you can go on to the wikipedia page and it'll be like three paragraphs long and like it summarizes the story this one had eight. It's based off of a book, right? Correct. It is based off of a book. And the author of the book is? No idea. 
There's some sort of... I was told this fact a really long time ago. I don't know. I was told some sort of fact. Hmm. Okay. A little bit about this movie, as best as I possibly can summarize this. Coraline and her family moves to a new town and a new house. Her parents don't really pay much attention to her and are always busy working. She goes out exploring and meets a kid named YB, who is super chatty, as well as she comes across a black cat. YB leaves her a lookalike doll, which leads her to a small little door within the house that has brick blocking it. That night, little mice lead her through the door, which is a portal to the other world. It's an alternative universe where her parents have button eyes and basically they love her. So she's like, whoa, this is the most magical thing ever. She wakes up to find that she's returned to the real world and her parents treat her no differently. But she's kind of going on and on and on and on about the fact that like this magical world is basically everything that she's hoped and dreamed it would be or what her parents would be to her. That day, she also chats with her neighbors. Uh, so there's two ladies living underneath the house. It's, it's like a basement, but it's not really a basement suite. Like it's, I don't know how to explain it. But anyways, two women live there. They used to be performing theater ladies. They have uh, Scotty dogs. Not that that's really important, but I just think that scene is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and they tell her her fortune through reading her tea leaves. <laughs> it's a giraffe. <laughs> it's a little claw. And they warn her about the other world and the dangers that it possibly poses. She then goes upstairs to meet the Russian acrobat. And he doesn't really provide too much from what I'm remembering, but he entertains her. I don't really like and, understand and, his relevancy. And the, the mice. He, the he mice. talks about the mice. Yeah. But like, there's not much else to them from what I remember. Anyways, so she continues to go back and the mother is turns into like Beldum is what I gathered from the Wikipedia because I never actually got the mother's name until now. Beldum in the end kidnaps her parents and she's like terrified. She can't leave. She needs to, you know, get her parents freed. The cat that she met in the other the the real world now talks in the other world and suggests to make a game to trick Beldum into freeing them. There's other like backstory that also has to do with like there's children that have gone missing. Mm -hmm. So she has to collect three eyes in order to free the children that were there. And she ends up collecting the three eyes. She also ends up freeing her parents. I can't quite remember how she does that, but like she tricks Bedlam into letting them go. There is this big chase on a spider web. She climbs out of the portal and a hand of Bedlam is basically left out. Bedlam also turns into a spider. Uh, the next day, or like her parents basically see her and they're still not really happy with her, but they like announce like, oh, the book writing is done. And then the next day they do a garden party and the hand that was basically escaped from the other world is now looking for the key in order to like free Bedlam and or like bring Coraline back into the other world. Mm -hmm. And it's this like tiny little chasing that sums up basically the film where I guess at the beginning of the film, there was this well and YB accidentally goes down the part of the well with the hand and the key. And then she saves YB and the hand and the key go down the well. And like, that's the end of it, which 
maybe the hand gets crushed too. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, how did that hand then not find the key and then just climb up the well sides? Because it's a spider. You know? Yes. Maybe it did get crushed. I think it did. Yeah, it must have. Okay. Anyways, that literally is the movie. Uh, there is a lot to it. I know I spoke really quickly and like glossed over so many details, but I thought like one interesting fact that I did find about this was initially the film was going to be live action and Dakota Fanning was going to physically portray Coraline. Okay. What do you think would have been removed from the film if this was live action? I think that there's like a lot of things in this film that would not have been able to be done. I'm glad that it wasn't. I know. I think it totally really would have changed this movie. So the reason why I think about this is you don't watch a Netflix series Big Mouth, but Big Mouth takes on a lot of topics that are very adult and shows a lot of like graphic things that would not be appropriate to show in a physical sense. Live action. Thank you. But they're able to push the envelope and do a lot more by portraying it animated without it being like, I guess, inappropriate in a way. I think there's a lot of tonally things that are challenged within this film that you wouldn't have been able to do live action without being like, oh, that's a bit like, yikes. Like the biggest one that comes to mind is like the women who basically slip out of their fat suits uh during the trapeze that whole like stage present thing that would have not been able to be done if that was live action also just like the vibe of the house yeah to capture it's like so weird and unique of everyone living in these this like it's an apartment i guess it's yeah it's an apartment house it's fascinating yeah and i think there's i mean anyone can really do this but Tonally, there were a lot of differences between the other world. The other world had warm and very inviting lighting. Everything was bright. Everything was inviting. The real world, everything was dull and dreary. Their house had no furniture in the real world. It was so sad and depressing. Yes. And I was I like, mean, her parents were sad and depressing. The fact that they were so neglectful of all of her needs. I just couldn't get over her dad's posture. I was like, oh, your neck, man. <laughs> I was like, move the shoulders up and back. (laughs) But yeah, like, is there anything else that kind of comes to mind that you think tonally, maybe thematically or characteristically would not have been able to be portrayed? Like, I think what made the absurdities of everyone living in the the households. I don't think that's absurd, though. That's pretty like normal. The the. Trapeze oh, man? are you talking about like characteristics of yeah. people? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about the absurdity of like people living together in no, a house. No, 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 no. Like, like the each individual, like what made them so unique wouldn't, wouldn't have been. Yeah. And I feel also it's kind of creepier. Okay. It being, I find it. Yeah. I think like the exaggeration of all of the characters' physical attributes also. Him, yeah, the trapeze man jumping off and she thinks she's going to get crushed, but he's tall enough that she fits in between his legs. Yeah, (laughs) I know. But then, like, also Bedlam, like, her other world mother changing into a spider, I think that would have been horrifying if this was not 
Yes. Claymation. This gave me Royal Doll vibes, but oh, creepy. Royal Dalton. Sorry, Dalton. Yes. <laughs> that is right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> vibes, but creepy. Okay. With how, like, wild his writing is. I kind of want to Oh, Dald. Royal Doll. Isn't it? Royal Doll. Royal Doll? Yeah. I thought you were Royal talking doll? about like the Royal Dalton dolls no, figurines. No, 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 no. It was like those little dainty little figurines. Royal Dolls? Yeah. Yeah. Dald, not doll. No, there's no D. Doll. Oh. D-A-H-L. H-L. Okay. Royal Doll. Okay. Like James and the Giant Peach and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Those are the only two that are coming to mind. Matilda? Yes, Matilda. Anyways, it, it gives me those vibes. Yeah, you're right, because like those are like very strange child. Have you ever stories. read one of his books? No, I have not. Just the way he describes things is excellent for children learning new or adding words to the vocabulary because mm-hmm. he uses words that aren't super common but are there's like so much imagery in what he is saying mm-hmm. and also uh, just absurd like i'm pretty sure james and the giant peach he loses his parents because they went to the zoo one day and the rhinos escaped the exhibit and his parents got run over by the the rhinos i see what yeah <laughs> i just think that if this was a live action movie, either A, things would have had to been toned down to make it not as scary as it possibly could have been if it was live action. Could have been like a 14A rating for all I care. Or a lot of CGI. Yeah, that that's the other thing. And CGI for 2008, eight? nine? Is that what I said? Nine. I said, yeah, 20, 2009. Yeah, it would have been okay. I think it would have been less of a kid's movie and more of a teenage movie. Is this a kid's movie? Well, that is my question. Who is this movie for? I definitely think it's one of those movies where it's targeted as it's a kid's movie, but subliminally it's an adult movie, just like Inside Out. Okay. Yeah. I think like there are a lot of the and Shrek. Can't forget about Shrek. Shrek is a kid's Shrek movie, too. but it, it's also an adult movie. I think there are a lot of kid-like things that kids are only going to see and notice. But there are so many themes where adults are pausing and be like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And that's how I felt about Inside Out. Okay. Do, do you not agree? Or I don't remember Inside Out very well. It's depressing. Yeah, I don't remember it very well. Um, definitely saw it in the movie theater. Yep, the three of us. Yeah, yep. definitely saw it in the movie theater, but I don't remember it very well. So I can't comment. Gotcha. Um, okay, what about Shrek then? I think that is not, not necessarily an adult movie. I think there's just adult jokes in it. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. But is uh, enjoyed by all ages. Yes. But it's Coraline. Well, Coraline's not enjoyed by all ages because it is rated PG. So you do have to have parental guidance in order to see it. Although I don't know what G-rated film someone 
five-year-old's gonna walk up by themselves and go by themselves but like i would be very upset watching this as a kid i was upset watching this as a young adult what about it made you upset just left me uncomfortable and the fact that they have a character named Wyborn. okay what does that mean why be it yeah. sounds like why are you like why born oh is what it like if what it felt like gotcha the way that she like insinuates it back at him one time oh. and i'm like oh that was really mean i didn't pick up on that but that's but actually I, it, I bet it couldn't i could just be like it, it just seemed mean at one point it's interesting that you mention that because he's not a part of the books he's only there to force Coraline with the doll to lead that story that but also talk out loud because she narrates a lot of things in her head in the books Uh. and so when she's on the other world rather than being a voiceover she has to talk to YB so that possibly could actually be a true thing okay yeah no it that left me uncomfortable at one point um it, but it's also just creepy, like, uh, it, and it seemed, it seemed very unresolved at the end. Yeah, I, because really it's about neglect, mm-hmm. and uh, this child is incredibly lonely, um, is seeking attention and validation, and is not receiving it, which is terrible to do to children it creates um insecure attachments um and you can like the way that your brain ends up developing because when you seek attention or validation it's not given to you so then you as a child have to find ways to cope around that which you're a child and you're being neglected by your caregiver so you're not learning healthy coping strategies you're just coping with however you can which for her was escapism she was finding an alternative way um to to live in a place that made her feel satisfied so almost like a form of dissociation from uh what was going around on around her um which not great yeah it also really left me confused on whether or not that was this an episode? Like, did this, like, was this, like, some sort of episodic event that lived all within her head? And basically, the minute that her parents were done their gardening novels, like, everything dropped and, like, they started paying attention to her. So things were fine. Or did this truly actually happen? I I can't figure that out. How do you feel? I feel like it's... An episode. Yeah, it's it's her her imagination. It's her escaping and living out something else to keep herself entertained and showing her desires um, and receiving the love and the attention or the affection that she wanted came at its, its cost. Like it wasn't actually the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. Um, I mean, the tagline is be careful of what you wish for. Yeah. But, and I had asked you this before we started recording, recording, is there even any change in her parents? What did her parents learn from this? Nothing. Just basically, I'm done with work. I now can pay attention to you, which I think was like the most frustrating part of this film was 
Our parents literally learn nothing, so therefore this is going to repeat. Like, correct. She's just going to end up being neglected again. Yeah, like, she's just going to have, and, like, the frustrating thing, too, is, like, she's just going to remember these happy memories, too, because she seems like a very happy kid. So she might focus on the fact that, oh, my parents did actually do these things from time to time. Also, she might have learned that that's not the way I go about doing things, going into this alternate reality and escaping. Correct, So she'll have to find a new way of handling or managing. Um, But also, shame on her parents. Yeah. Shame on her parents is really what I got out of this. It was hard to see and hard to watch. Yeah. Because they did not really show unconditional love they gave her love and affection when it was convenient for them yeah that's not okay yeah i get like i think but i get where you're coming from in the fact that like it's not okay but at the same time like i think there's like a lot of like generational trauma happening that how do you learn if that's like the way that you've learned then maybe do some research into how to raise healthy children. I know. But like, what is healthy children? Fine. Find a way to raise someone that is securely attached and is able to be independent, not dependent upon. Yeah. It's essentially, like, no one was there to, to manage her emotions her feelings and make her feel seen Mm -hmm. fair enough why did her parents move there job but they're writers yes but it sounded as though they were getting into the oregon planting scene which was much different than michigan yeah i think it was job opportunities that they were able to uh get onto and they were writing about something they weren't engaging themselves in I don't know, but now that I also remember it, nitpicky me wanted to make a clarification. And it also like kind of drove me crazy that they didn't get this fixed. But it's not dirt, it's soil. <laughs> <laughs> but it's mud. Oh. She's gonna make a mess. It's mud. It's muddy out there. As plant people who are studying this thing and whatnot, they should have known it was soil. Just 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 by two cents on that, they should have known it was soil. It but is not they also dirt. weren't immersing themselves in what they were writing about, which I found confusing. Like, and she calls them out for it as well. Yeah. I don't know. So I was, yeah, just confused about like, what are they writing about? And the mom, kind of awful. The way that she speaks to her husband. Yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to be basically. The just... iron, like the irony of all of this is. They are the true villains of the story, despite Bedlam also being a villain. Her parents are also villainous. Her mom's just so unsupportive. Yeah. Well, the publisher's going to love my chapters or edits or whatever she said when he was dropping it off. Girl, you're married to this man. Just support him. I know. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of like... There's a lot of things that we could like nitpick about the parents and I mean, yeah, I'm sure it was it was meant to be the way that it was. It was just uncomfortable to watch. This movie is uncomfortable. It doesn't send leave you feeling it's so Halloween. You can't you um, you have to feel the uncomfortableness of it. 
<laughs> it doesn't leave you feeling upbeat, even though it has a happy ending. She retur- She collects all the eyes. She returns all the kids. They're already dead, though. Yeah, like, let's not even go into that. Like, that part, that part literally makes no sense to me. You can save us. Like, y'all are dead. dead. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, she can set their spirits free. I don't know. Yeah. You have to find her eyes. I'm like, okay, Nancy Drew, I see you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just, like, there were a lot of, like, things that were brought into the film where I was like, I think this wasn't as fleshed out, out as it could have been. I'm just curious about the book. I am too, but at the same time, I'm not going to, like, go oh, I out of my way to no. find this. I do think it is a very interesting commentary, though, regardless on society and parents and like the fact that yes they shouldn't be parents at all like they don't have the time for each other they're not supportive of each other so what makes them think that they're going to be supportive of a child like (laughs) i think at that point like they're more selfish having a child than not having a child if you can't even support each other i find it really interesting because as a society now 13 years 14 years later we're having these conversations whereas like there's less pushback of people saying like, oh, why aren't you having children? Why aren't you having children? And like understanding opinions as to like why you're not having children and less of a status quo of like, well, you're married, so you have to have children. I find it interesting because it's not explicitly said in this film, but it's implicitly implied throughout. And you would hope as an adult you watch this and you're thinking, holy shit, I don't want to be like them. But can I change out of that? Because like, I don't think, and I think that's like where the adult topics really come through from this because I would hope as a person, I would never become either of those people. Well, maybe it is for the kid who is watching it. So when they grow up and decide to have kids, they don't parent like them. Yeah. But like as a kid, and I'm talking like 10 years old, would you really pick up on all of that though? I wouldn't, okay, well, to be honest. I watched this when I was, like, 18. Yes, so you're not quite a kid. And all I thought was, oh, gosh. I think at 14, 15, where <laughs> these you're... These people are awful. <laughs> ...possibly having your first relationship, you might pick up on some of these things. But, yeah, as someone who's much older now and watched the movie for actually watching the movie's sake rather than ten, 14 years ago or however long ago I watched this and was like, ah, I don't want to watch this because of decoding fanning. I also remember just being like, I'm going to be so scared of this movie. Like, this movie was fearing the fear itself rather than the actual movie. Mm-hmm. And thinking, well, it's PG, so is it really going to scare me? Uh, there might have been some jump scares that might have like got me, but then it didn't get me. But Yeah. Okay, the other day I was just sitting and thinking of how much TV I sat through and just like, uh, not suffered, but like watched without really wanting to watch it, but there was nothing else on. There's always like a certain period or time of the day where, and it was always in the evening, like late, late in the evening. Are and you talking about like childhood? Yeah, I'm a child. Oh, okay. I'm a child. Like eight? Yeah, I'm like... Between 8 and 10. But we didn't stay up late. Well, it was when you had practice. Oh, okay. And I didn't want to go. I'd wait until you guys got home. But you weren't home alone. Sometimes I was Friday nights. 
Yeah, but you wouldn't have been eight years I, old. Okay, so I was like, I was like ten. I think mom started leaving you alone when you were eleven. Ten or eleven. Yeah. Anyways, regardless, it doesn't matter. Um, it was like not Friday. No, it might have been we. Anyways, we. I know we didn't. We we didn't like our bedtime was never enforced. Like we we were just tired when we went to sleep. As far as I remember, I remember it being enforced. Oh, I, I like I remember dad. Like as soon as like September came around, it was like it's eight o'clock. Yes, you're right. Eight o'clock. You have to be in your room. I was just like, okay, it's dark. I I I had no problem going to sleep. I've never. I don't remember ever fighting against me. Like, okay, no, I'm staying up or I want to. I only, I, I only remember arguing about Shushua Blake. Oh yes, okay, that yes. Um, but at home, no. We, yeah, no. I just there's there's like um a comic book style cartoon that I remember having to sit through because it, you would recognize it if you saw it. I think like what you're describing rings a huge bell and was Teletoon after dark yep. because you would watch it on the late night yep. channel. Yeah. And it was like age appropriate. Nothing was like it, it wasn't like in a it went from G to PG G, after dark yeah, is yes. like what it was. Yeah. Yes. And it honestly was so boring. <laughs> But they're like, I couldn't, I couldn't just get up and do something else. Like I was so raised on a television is really what I've, I've realized. Like I, there was no me just like, oh, I'm just going to go play with whatever or be creative or like find something else to do. I didn't know how to read to be fair. So I, I was going to say, like, I couldn't read a book. Reading was not the first choice. And but I couldn't read. That's the issue. A computer <laughs> didn't, didn't really exist. We weren't on Neopets at that time. Yeah. It, and then that would have flipped a couple of years later where that entertainment would have. Yeah. And there's also the, 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 then early ish in the morning. Um, it's the, the bear one with the moon. Mm-hmm. Hated that one. And also I was a kid. How did I know what was good and what was bad? But I remember not liking it, but there was nothing else on. I think because maybe it's aimed at like babies. And you were like, this isn't what I really want to watch. That's fair. But being bound to whatever is scheduled at that time with the whatever channels you have. Wow. I know. What like, a different if you, time. If you really think about it, your choices are so limited and you get what you get. Whereas. What a time. Does it make us sound old to complain about children complaining about having like too much freedom. I don't know. Like, oh, I'm not complaining. I'm like, literally, I'm just, I was more like, girl, you could have done something else. Yeah. No, I, I just I didn't know saying. how to do anything else. Apparently I was just like, oh yes, I'm awake now. I must be visually and auditorially stimulated. Let me just turn on the TV. But I think it could have been like a serotonin hit crave. Similar to, I guess, like what social media is to some people where you know you're going to get satisfaction out of TV, but it's not a guaranteed satisfaction that's going to happen because you know by schedule you're not going to have your TV. But because you've trained yourself that this is all you know, that's what you go to. I don't like it. I mean, you can't change anything. <laughs> I know. I can't it. go back and be like, don't. <laughs> Do something else. But... Yeah, I was just reflecting on that the other day. I'm like, what did I do in my childhood years? 
watched a lot of TV and watched a lot of TV in my teen years. Yeah. Um, I think it comes down to like arts and crafts were like particularly limited in our house because of mess. Yes. Until we like found stuff like beads or perler beads. But then like there was always like the danger aspect to it that we weren't able to like do. I mean, don't get me wrong. No eight year old should be using an iron. But but what's the harm in just using not us using the iron, but it being ironed? Oh, nothing. No, you're not <laughs> wrong there. But um, I we again weren't introduced to perler beads until I guess like yeah nine or ten, because Lisa I believe is also the other yeah. one who introduced us yeah. to that. Yeah, I mean thankfully yes we did have two days of the week where we had to do other things. So I spent majority of my time coloring or doing puzzles. Yeah, we had no TV. I, I know. Like thinking back on it is really incredible to think about we basically had two days forced upon us to be creative and get outside of like tv not man i've already said this i played with a calculator i know that was how i kept myself entertained yeah i know (laughs) that's fine (laughs) you're allowed to do whatever you want i mean like we learned how to shuffle cards really young we learned how to play cards really young that's something like that also Oh, it's, I notice it a lot when I work with kids and when I work with students, they give, you can tell what families have like played board games or cards with their kids when you see them hold dice and like shake dice and when they hold cards, like just like simply holding cards to like not shuffling, not dealing them. Yep holding a set like cards in their hands and it's funny too because like I remember I would say like as a kid I didn't like that dad tonally would be like I can see your cards I can see your cards however it taught me how to hold my fucking cards correctly and every time someone's just casually holding cards I'm like hold your fucking cards (laughs) like I can see them yeah and I like it's not fair because, like, dad obviously is playing against children, so he's trying to, like, make it fair and fun for him because, like, if he can see your hand, like, it takes the joy out of oh, it. Oh, yes, yeah. But I also now feel that, too, where I'm just, like, you're 25 years old and you're now telling, like, you, this person can't hold their cards correctly. Like, if you're showing them, I'm going to see them. I'm not purposely cheating, but it's not my fault. You're just, like... Here they are. Yeah, as I'm like holding my hands as yeah. to like what they are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we played a lot of cards this past weekend, actually. And oh, fun. It's it. funny watching Brayden shuffle. He's fine at it. He's gotten better at it. But like when we first met, he was like, well, you can do that so fast. And I just remember getting like tons of compliments whenever you and I would shuffle because we would be able to do it really well. I remember, like, at Debbie's house, really trying to practice the bridge. Like You that... also tried to stack cards. Correct, You yeah. like to, to do that as well. I had no interest. I didn't learn how to do the bridge until I was in... I know. I was in grade six I because we were allowed to play crib. Mm. If you finished... You're, like, one of the early finishers that you were allowed to do is you could just play crib. Yeah. Which, great. You have to add in that game... Um, and one of the girls that I sat next to had this really nice deck of cards that was like super easy to bend. They weren't, they were like more plasticky than papery. Mm-hmm. And I learned how to do the bridge with those cards because they were so easy. Fair but enough. I knew how to shuffle like 
I don't I don't know how old I was when I went to shuffle. Yeah. Like how old do you think you were? Five? Seriously, that young. Yeah, no. I don't I don't have a memory of learning that. It was just kind of a skill that was like, okay, figure this out. Yeah, because I want to say five or six, probably as of like grade one, being okay to shuffle. And like now thinking about it too, like shuffling it at that age is not easy because the deck of cards is quite big, big in for your, your hands. hands. Yeah. But now like my maneuverability of the deck of cards is because I've literally grown up with them and I've felt them for so long. Being able to shuffle is just Naturally, second nature. Yeah, yeah. It's just you give it to me. You don't I, you don't think about it while you're doing it. No, not at all. Uh, it was also funny last weekend when we went to the Yellow Deli with the waiting and our table kind of being forgotten or whatever. Brian's like, I kind of feel like playing cards. And I was like, yeah, I do, too. He's like, should I go get them? It was like thinking, I was like, I don't know, like, I didn't say it, but like we were like subliminally looking, we're like, does this look inappropriate? Because we don't know, like they might get offended, like cards equal gambling and like it's against their religion. Like you don't do that sort of stuff. So I was like, we'll just play quietly. So he go gets the cards and he's doing the like good old table, like shuffle. And he's like, this just even feels more inappropriate. <laughs> yeah i felt like so uncomfortable at that point it was like i just don't know and i was like no it's entertainment it's we're playing rummy it's a safe game we're not gambling i haven't played that game in so long my go-to is golf Mm -hmm. we play golf but we play golf much differently than the way that mom taught us now we like have different rules we have like different way of playing and it's actually a lot of fun (laughs) two kings is a tiger woods which means plus a hundred points. Oh, is that how you play now? That's a recent addition to the rules. You can't have two kings. Uh, like top bottom, or at all. Like you can't have two kings face up on your. You're you're gifted enough and blessed enough to have one. Don't be greedy and have a second. <laughs> That's actually funny. But I think it would be funny if you find like the worst golf player, not Tiger Woods. Well, they just yeah. He cheated on his wife. Really. Oh, gotcha. 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 <laughs> but I don't know what three means. Oh. Is the problem. And can you have a rare if you ever end up with four? Yeah, I don't think I've ended blessings, up with three. But... Blessings be upon you, but. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, four. Uh, yeah. No, I want to learn more card games that I can just be, that are simple enough to teach a group i played egyptian rat screw oh which i haven't played since camp yeah and someone just like really quickly went over the rules and i was like yeah i know how to slap i know i collect cards um got it and no one could beat me (laughs) they're like how are you so good at this game i was like it's ingrained in me i was like 13 14 i know exactly what i'm doing i know when to slap i know how fast i need to be no one no one beat me i ended up with the entire deck every time we played nice uh bump bump is my go-to big group yeah i i did play bump with people but we ended up not finishing the game because there was like two of us left and everyone was just like sitting around waiting and yeah. over it. Yeah. So which is fair. Like it's obviously different when there is money at stake, oh. but I totally think bump is such an easy yeah. and fun game to like play that requires pure luck. No mm-hmm. I like minimal strategy basically. Oh yeah, no. And then 31. 
21. Is it 21 or 31? 21, I thought. But I, thought I don't I don't I don't know. It might be 31. I don't know what it is. I'm confused. Yeah, I am too, actually. I'll have to look that one up. I'll have to look up 31 or 21. Because 31 is also um for crib, but yeah, how do how do you put because you have three and one for the extra luck or whatever, a free ride. I don't remember. I don't remember. I all I know is uh last year. Not last year, last spring, I played a game called Hand and Foot. Okay. Don't know that And one. you need, like, four decks of cards. Okay. I might be making... It, you need a lot of cards. It's mm-hmm. more than two. And that game is fascinating. Mm-hmm. But you need to play it with people that know what they're doing. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. And you also need that many decks yeah. of cards. Yeah. Uh, our Dean, I like blast from the past. Our Dean last weekend when we went camping as well, she's like, Well, I brought spoons, but really I brought knives. Spoons, we, like, looked at her and she's like, I just I couldn't find. And she's like, All the spoons were in the dishwasher. It seems like everyone was having cereal and whatnot. So I brought knives, and Helen's like, We can't play knives. <laughs> she's like, They're butter knives. And she's like, We could have picked up rocks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, we were going so last week of work in the summer, it was dead. So we played a lot of golf, which is where the Tiger Woods rule gotcha. came up. Um, and I was like, "Let's play spoons." And unfortunately, the day that I pitched spoons, we ended up having patrons show up, so we oh. had to do our job. But one of my coworkers was like, "Yes, but we have to hide the spoons." Oh, so you hide all the spoons. Obviously, one less spoon mm-hmm. is hidden, like each round, whoever doesn't get the spoon. And then you have to get up and run and try and find a spoon, but you're not allowed to grab the spoon that you hid. That'd be fun with a lot of people. Yes. We can jump into the ratings if you're ready. Okay. What is your story rating? I gave it a 2.5. 2.5 right down the middle? Right down the middle, purely because, yeah. And don't make me watch this again. <laughs> I gave it a 3 a little bit higher than the middle because I think there are some good points to take from it. I think it's it's a tough movie to find enjoyable if you really start thinking about it and you start poking some holes into some of the story and then you're like, wow, this is a kid's movie. Interesting. Music. Yeah, 3.5. I mean, it has like a very common song that plays throughout when it's like happy and and like ah, and then it gets dark and scary and it it plays well to what is going on is it my cup of tea no would i listen to the soundtrack outside of the movie no so 3.5 i gave it a four because i really did like the ambiance with it and again the tone of Mm -hmm. all of it really um spoke well to the film it's interesting i think there's only eight songs from what i was reading at the repeat quite a few the bedlam mother was always whistling the happy tune Mm -hmm. as she was cooking Mm -hmm. uh so which alluded to like um like this is happiness time uh very few true lyrics it's like similish yeah the little children kind of like uh gibbering Nish, around yeah yeah i really liked it because it kind of brings that eeriness of like you're thinking you're like i'm hearing words and all of a sudden you're like i'm not hearing words like this is a bit of a 
Well, to be fair, I gave it a three, and then I was like, that's not a three. I gave it a four, and then I was like, no. And so I gave it a 3.5. Oh, that's fine. Don't have to validate your score. If you gave it a one, I'd be like, okay, what were you listening to? (laughs) I actually had the sound off. (laughs) Uh, Your visual score. I get a four out of five. I also gave it a four out of five. It's uh, Claymation is incredible. Um, Shout out to everyone who was a part of that production team and all the artists. Well done. There was a knitting team for all of the knitwear. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, Yeah. uh, Stylistically, it fit the vibe so well. What what a talent. What a skill. Kudos to them. Uh, Spent 18 months, I believe, working on the film and then two years in pre-production as well after the fact to... uh, Yeah do no pre-production is before never post-production is after so yeah they spent two years pre-production working on everything and then 18 months filming and then i don't know how long the editing was but it seems as though it was about a five-year long project that they embarked on your overall score 6.6 out of 10 okay i'm 7.3 out of 10 imdb has it at 7.7 so i'm slightly closer Mm -hmm. to it but we're not too far off i'm pretty far off i mean it is what it is. I mean, like, your story score is what's mm-hmm. bringing it down. Do we keep this ever so spooky, not Halloween, Halloween movie? No, I'm okay. I'm also okay saying yeah. goodbye to it. I might keep one of the glasses. It says Coraline on it, you know, for hoarder's sake. You know, we're going to get rid of something, so we have to keep. Cute. Yeah. That's super cute. Do you have any Halloween plans? I'm going to a Halloween party on the 28th. Do you have a costume? I do have a costume. Oh. I'm dressing up in a costume from my favorite movie. Okay. Which is? Romeo and Juliet. Um, and I'm wearing the angel costume that uh, Juliet wears gotcha. to the party. Huh. What about you? Nothing. Oh, and then I'm going to Whistler. Oh, cool. Yeah. I have nothing. I have no plans. I don't even remember what day of the week. So Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. As of right now, I have no plans. Um, we don't really do anything. I will listen to the club music on the Saturday night. I you will. For sure. But you will. other than that, no, I have no plans on going. If you had to dress up as something, what would you last minute put on? Peppa Pig. Nice. Because I already own it. It's already made. I don't have to do anything about it. And you haven't used it for Halloween? Well, you used it for my race last year. Your race, but not for like a party or anything or a gathering. Yeah. I've been thinking about making her a little bear so I can like carry it around. Cute. But I just, I don't feel like sewing. So, well, no, it's not that I don't feel like sewing. I don't feel like buying stuff to sew and try to like work on it. So I'm like, yeah, it is what it is. Are you ready to pick next week's DVD? I am. Cool. Okay, let's pick next week's DVD. What are we watching? Oh, I've I've seen this within the last two years. Before we started this project, I think this is like one of the last movies that I had like seen. And this is... Have I seen this You movie? have seen this okay. film. Or I at least think you have seen this okay. film. The film is based on a real story, or true story is what I should say. However, it seems as though allegations have come out of it recently that it's actually not even based on a true story, which makes this like film even like crazier to think about because 
it's a con movie. And so did he con the film people at the end of the day? I, I don't really know. We'll have to find out. Fascinating. Okay. I really can only give you like one person's name and you may get it right away. Is there obvious names that you're not giving to me or is it? I believe Amy Adams is in the film, but she was like early, early days. I'm pretty sure like pre-enchanted. So like she wasn't or it's Isla Fisher. I'm so sorry. I get those two mixed up all the time. Like I know Amy Adams is enchanted and Isla Fisher is like Confessions of a Shopaholic. And where's the one where she proposes in Ireland because her husband won't propose to her. That that movie. We'll we'll eventually get to that movie too. But one of those two women is in this film. The main guy, he's a very, very, very A-list celebrity. Is it Catch Me If You Can? It is Catch Me If You Can. Have you seen this film before? Yeah. You have? I've seen it. More than once, it seems like. Yeah, I would say two to three times. Okay. I have seen the ending, and then I've seen the entire film. (laughs) Okay. That's how I... So one point... Two five times, not even point two five, because like this movie one point one time. <laughs> yeah, like I think that's a better. It's a long movie. It is a long movie, and it is on streaming services. I don't remember which one. It but... came out that this might not even be a real story, or based Correct. on a real story. Correct. That's hilarious. That's what I had seen in one of those like clickbaity ads. So I'll do more research next week to find out if this tr- movie actually is about catch me if you can't. Like, if the guy is real. Or if he just conned. Well, this is such a fun movie. It is a fun movie. The soundtrack to this one, I, from what I remember, is also a good soundtrack. We're going to end the episode there. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to follow us along, hit the follow or subscribe button. If you would like to follow us on any of our socials, those are linked in the show notes below. Until then, have a really good Halloween. Whatever you're doing, stay safe. Don't party too hard. Or just uh, be a trick-or-treater. I don't know what our people are doing. But until then, have a really great week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.